Welcome to Luke 21 Radio, a broadcast explaining biblical prophecy in the tradition of St. Augustine. And now, from Greenville, South Carolina, here's your host, Steve Wood. Hello, this is Steve Wood, and welcome to Luke 21 Radio. This is episode 247, and we're continuing to examine the third temple. And I sure hope you heard the previous episode, so you'll know what I've been talking about. But we're looking at the third temple. We're seeing what the early church father Hippolytus said about it. And today, particularly, we're going to talk about the relationship with Ezekiel and the book of Revelation when it comes to the third temple. Just in case you didn't catch episode 246, I mentioned John 2, where Jesus said, destroy this temple, and in three days, I will raise it up. And of course, it was his body. His body becomes the mystical body of Christ. And I gave you not only John 2, but Ephesians 2. Uh, Jesus is the cornerstone. The apostles and the prophets are the foundation. And we are being built into a holy temple in the Lord. And there's a great danger in trying to rebuild a third physical temple because that one is going to be hijacked, according to Hippolytus and Irenaeus, by the Antichrist. But here's just three quick scriptures, all from Paul's letters to the Corinthians. Just like, I'm not pulling this uh, temple stuff out of the air. It's all over the place. 1 Corinthians 3.16, do you not know that you are God's temple and God's spirit dwells in you? Or 1 Corinthians 6.19, do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit within you? By the way, that's the basis for sexual moral ethics in a pagan environment. And I doubt if a lot of the theology of the body teaching is really bringing this to bear, but this is what St. Paul was trying to teach the Catholics living in the very pagan city of Corinth. And then finally, 2 Corinthians 6.16 for we are the temple of the living God. Now, what we want to do now is look at the temple, because what throws people off is trying to view Ezekiel, and the end of Ezekiel, the last several chapters, are devoted to rebuilding of a third temple. Ezekiel was a priest, and he was in Jerusalem, saw everything being destroyed by the Babylonians, and then he's taken prisoner as an exile, and God in the book of Ezekiel is showing Ezekiel, after he got all the bad news about what the sin and the judgment and such, that there would be a restoration. And here's a man with a priest heart. What could be better than be given a vision of a glorious rebuilding of a temple? Now, here's my perspective on how to properly interpret Ezekiel. Ezekiel, just like you and me, can only think within categories that he's even aware of. Uh, Ezekiel 40, when he starts this, he says, God brought me to visions into the land of Israel, put me on a very high mountain, and there was a structure like a city. In other words, 
he was using whatever vocabulary and mental concepts and understanding he could. Ezekiel didn't know about the New Covenant church as it would develop between Jew and Gentile. That wasn't revealed to him. He, he didn't conceive that it would be the very body of Jesus Christ, which would be fundamental to building the third temple. He just saw a glorious blueprint, so to speak. Now, some people say, well, you're not taking Ezekiel literally. Okay, uh, you know, they do this in the book of Revelation, and I've shown you some places where you can see if the literalists actually take it literally. But here's, here's one. There's a great battle between Gog and Magog, and it's a battle in the ending chapters of Ezekiel. It's also a battle in the ending chapters of the book of Revelation, okay? Now, in Ezekiel, uh, a lot of people like Hal Lindsey and a lot of the Rapture at Any Moment folks says it'll be Russia invading Israel that will bring on uh, Armageddon, the last war, and they, the invading armies will be greatly destroyed. Now, here's the miracle. According to Ezekiel, these invading armies from the north will be fighting with bows and arrows against Israel— who is a nuclear power and has a lot of really good tanks. <laughs> I mean, Russia has hypersonic missiles. They have more tanks, I believe, than any country in the world. They have nuclear bombs. They have fighter uh, planes. And if Russia is going to invade Israel, I really doubt that it will be with bows and arrows and also spears and horses. But it says it takes seven years to burn the spears and the bows and the arrows. There's so many of them. Well, could it be that Ezekiel is trying to uh, demonstrate it's going to be an overwhelming attack with lots of people and lots of arms, and it'll be a total defeat? Could it be he was trying to say that through the images from what the visions he had seen? Remember, the city he saw was a structure like a city. He, he wasn't giving building plans for a third temple for people to mistakenly erect a physical temple in Israel that the Antichrist will sit in and proclaim himself God. It was the likeness of it. Now, something you should know, I've dealt with this. This could actually be a whole series. It's so good. But there's a very close relationship between the book of Ezekiel and the revelation of St. John. And there is a evangelical scholar by the name of David Chilton, very skilled writer. Now, he's a very extreme preterist. In other words, everything's kind of history. But he probably wrote one of the very best books in print from that perspective, uh, it was entitled, let me see, The Days of Vengeance. And actually, that 720-page book is available for free as a PDF. But I have a very juicy page from this that I'm just going to give you a, a sampling of. But David Chilton, by the way, uh, I resigned my pastor at January 1st, and I was engaged in pretty some serious prayer because what does a Protestant pastor do when he accepts the Catholic view of marriage and resigns his pastorate and kind of a no man's land. In any case, David Chilton called me that week, and he was asking me about a uh, paper on the Holy Spirit I had written. We discussed it, and I let it out that I was now an unemployed pastor and thinking about coming a Catholic. 
And then he opened up and said he's meeting secretly, kind of underground, with a few other evangelical leaders trying to figure out where is the church, because Protestant, as he understood it, he had studied enough church history to know that uh, we weren't living it. So any case, David Chilton, here it is. If you want to understand the book of Revelation, quote, the Revelation is a Christian rewriting of Ezekiel. And Chilton makes the striking claim, I can't verify this because I don't have, I think it's maybe even in uh, a German work and I don't read German, but here's what Chilton says. The book of Revelation was intended from the beginning as a series of readings in worship throughout the church year to be read in tandem with the prophecy of Ezekiel. And I am looking here at 20 points of similarity between Ezekiel and Revelation. And for instance, uh, the first one is the throne vision. If you were with me, we went through Revelation chapter 4. John is taken up to heaven and seeing God being worshipped as as king, uh, enthroned in heaven above. Well, Ezekiel opens with the exact same thing. Uh, I'm just going to skip. I'm, by the way, I'm going to try to get permission to share this with uh, listeners if you're interested. But um, in Revelation 7, before things really break loose, uh, God is sealing the saints' foreheads. Ezekiel 9, same thing goes on. In Revelation 10, St. John is basically told to eat the book, uh, ingest and make one with yourself, so to speak, the message that you're going to prophetically proclaim. Ezekiel says the same thing. And then you come to the last three, the Battle of Gog and Magog. Uh, Ezekiel mentions it in 38 and 39. It's also described by St. John in slightly different form in Revelation 20. In Revelation 21, we see a vision of the new Jerusalem. Well, guess what? Ezekiel chapters 40 through 48 have the same thing. And then finally, the Bible concludes in Revelation 22 with this river of life. Guess what? Ezekiel 47 has the same thing. Now, if you really want to excuse the expression, but this blows my mind, not only do you have the same images and the same topics, but you have the same sequence between Ezekiel and the book of Revelation. I know I have certain books of the Bible I really love, and maybe that's what caught St. John's eye, but one of the reasons I like the New Testament scholar Gregory Beale's commentary on Revelation is that Gregory Beale's uh, scholarly unique gift is how Old Testament scriptures are used by New Testament writers. And, well, (laughs) that's why I'm sure I love his commentary so much, because he's bringing Daniel, Isaiah, and Ezekiel to bear on the book of Revelation. And so when you're rebuilding this temple, you want to look to the book of Revelation. Now, chapter 20 is where the rapture at any moment people will place 
the rebuilt temple. They believe that the Jewish uh, nation will be uh, basically reactivated with temple and sacrifices and all of that. And little do they know that that is not a future period in human history after their rapture, but it's a present period of human history that the third temple is being constructed. That's called the body of Christ, the mystical body of Christ. And the kingdom millennial reign is now. And at the end of that reign, at the end of this current period of history that began with Christ's resurrection, there will be a little season where Satan and his minions are released to deceive the nations again and form a confederacy against God. And there will be, in Ezekiel, the armies come from one or two directions in the north and attack Israel. Well, St. John has taken that into the New Covenant, perhaps given a little bit uh, more accurate understanding of it. Now, the Antichrist gets enemies under the name Gog and Magog, which we first read about in Ezekiel, and now they're from the four corners of the earth, and it's a universal confederation trying to attack Christ and his church. And so the third temple has been under construction since 30 AD. Gog and Magog is the federation of the Antichrist, and St. John and Ezekiel mention that. The millennium is now, and towards the end, all the bad stuff happens, but a rebuilt temple in Jerusalem will become the temple where the Antichrist declares himself God. This is Steve Wood, your host, and you've been listening to episode 247 of Luke 21 Radio. Luke 21 is a radio outreach of Family Life Center International. To learn more about biblical prophecy, visit us online at luke21.com.